Hallelujah. Lord, we love you this morning. We thank you. Our excellent Lord indeed is your name in all the earth. The heavens or anywhere else. Lord, we give you all the praise and give you all the glory for a time of fellowship such as this. And we pray, O oh Lord, as always, the entrance of your world. We know it brings light. And as you, you know, broke the bread to those two disciples on the way to Emmaus, and the Bible said their eyes were open. Let our eyes be open this morning. Let our ears hear. Let our hearts understand. We give you all the prayers and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Thank you, praise team. You may be seated. I will be doing this like a Bible study kind of this morning. I'm not going to do my preaching style. I'm going to take it slow and read the scriptures. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I want you to have your Bibles out. I know that everybody's always depending on the, the screens that are up. But you know, if you don't read the Bible yourself, you're not going to know where those scriptures are. You just depend on somebody to put them up on the screen. You know, um, I don't know about you, but when I read something in the Bible, I know where it's at. You know, so it's important for you to know where the word of God is. Know the verses that we're going to be talking about today. I will be doing this. I'm, I'm stepping away a little bit from the theme that I've been doing since the beginning of the year. You know, I think you got most the gist of that. You know, and uh, you know, I believe that you know God is moving for everyone. Amen. Amen. This month, I believe, also is, you know, this month is so pregnant with amazing blessings. Hallelujah. It's, I don't know how else to say it. You know, it's so pregnant with amazing blessings. You just have to claim your own. Amen. But that's not my subject today. I want to do a Bible study, you know. Today... I will be talking on the seven attributes of wisdom. And next time, I am going to talk on the seven pillars of wisdom. Now, they are not the same. So, but I'm going to do this like a Bible study. That means I'm going to take my time. I'm going to bring the scriptures and I want you to follow along. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to start here in the book of James, chapter 3. So this is wisdom speaking part 1, the seven attributes of wisdom. But next time... The, the, the message next time is actually going to be a lot more profound than today's own. And it's going to be on the seven pillars of wisdom. So let's start here in the book of James, chapter 3. I'm going to read verses 13 to 18. James, chapter 3, 
verses 13 to 18. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? So right away we see here that he ties wisdom and knowledge together. Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. Right again, we see also he ties wisdom and meekness together. So let's keep, just go through verses 13 to 18. Just go through those quickly. But if ye have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. Let's keep going to the next verse. This wisdom descended not from above. So there is a wisdom that is earthly, it is sensual, and is actually devilish. Can you imagine that the Bible would call any kind of wisdom devilish? But it says so right here. There is a kind of wisdom that is earthly, there is a kind, that same wisdom is sensual, it's just, it's just of the flesh. And it is actually devilish. You know, but, and why is so? He said, because where there is strife, if you can go back, you know, where there is strife, to verse 16, where there is strife and envy, there is confusion and every work. You know, so, you know, this is very important. When there is strife, when there is envy, there is confusion and every work. But let's see the next verse. But the wisdom that is from above, these are the seven attributes of wisdom that I'm going to be talking about now. These are not the seven pillars. I will be talking about seven pillars next time. But the seven attributes of wisdom are, let's read it. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure then it is peaceable it is gentle it is easy to be entreated it is full of mercy and good fruits it is without partiality and is without hypocrisy hallelujah so i'm going to go through these seven attributes and i'm going to unpack them right here today and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So we see he's thrown in righteousness, he's thrown in peace again, and all that. So let's, I'm going to take it slow, like a Bible study. So let's break it down. These attributes of the wisdom that is from above. There's all kinds of wisdom. We're not talking of the wisdom of man, which the Bible says here, can actually graduate not only from being fleshly, it can go into being devilish. You know, but we're talking about the wisdom that is from above. That is the wisdom that God gives. So the first attribute is, he says, it's first pure. Hallelujah. So let's talk about purity. The wisdom that is from above is first of all pure. Pure. It's not molded up. It doesn't have, you know, ulterior motives. It is pure. Let's break it down. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8. Now, when Jesus was preaching 
this so-called Sermon on the Mount, he talked about a few of these attributes of wisdom that we are going to be talking about today. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, he says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall do what? Hello? I did say it's like a Bible study. So Bible study means you need to respond. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall do what? They shall see God. That is amazing right there. I mean that one alone is amazing you know and if you take the corollary of that which is you turn it around that means if you are not pure in your heart you will not do what <laughs> you know so i'm going to try to unpack it and break it down this morning now you are pure in your heart remember the wisdom that is from above is first pure so we're talking about purity if you are pure in heart you will see God turn that around it means if you are not pure in heart not being pure in heart means you have ulterior motive <laughs> you know your heart is just not pure you know Jesus saw Nathaniel one day and said wow an Israelite in whom there is no God <coughs> You know, I said, how did you know me? Well, you know, Jesus saw his heart. His heart was pure. His heart was clean. Didn't have any, you know, thing in his heart, you know, that was contrary to wholesomeness. Now, the next verse that we're going to read, I want you to be taking notes. Take notes. Next verse we're going to go, it's a Bible study today. I'm not preaching change Bible study class because we don't have these Bible study classes anymore right so I'm teaching a Bible study class today now Psalms 24 verses 3 to 5 Psalms 34 verses 3 to 5 and nobody should be looking at their clock at all or their watch amen <laughs> hello because we started late, everything ran late today. We're about 15 minutes late, and so don't worry about that. You know, so Psalm 24, 24, not 34. Psalm 24, verses 3 to 5. Who shall ascend to the holy, I mean to the hill of the Lord, or shall stand in his holy place? Now that's a question. It's not a rhetorical question that has no answer. It is a question that has an answer. So what is the answer? Let's look at the next verse. Next verse, please. Can you move quickly? He that doth what? He that hath clean hands. They did not put their hand into all kinds of things. And a what? A pure heart. Who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity. You know, things that are vain. You know, nor sworn deceitfully. What does it mean to swear deceitfully? Well, that means you already know you're not going to do it, but you make a promise. <laughs> you, know, you know you're not going to do it, but you say you're going to do it. Why? What's the point? You know, so 
but he has a pure heart you know now ascending into the hill of the most high has these requirements clean hands and a pure heart now we're talking about the pure heart and the purity aspect of the attributes of wisdom now let's go to verse 5 of the same chapter even he shall receive what hello you shall receive what the blessing of the lord if you help me and respond quickly it will help this lesson to go quicker but if i have to pause and say hello then you know we're taking double time so he shall do what he shall receive the blessing from the lord and what righteousness from the god of his salvation but he has clean hands and he has a pure heart you know and god is looking at everyone's heart you can deceive men but you can't deceive god hallelujah let's read acts chapter 24 and verse 16 and let's hear what the uh, apostles said acts 24 verse 16 he said herein i do exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense to what who and what and man that's the pure heart a conscience that is void of offense now offense comes in two parts you can offend somebody or they can offend you take offense but this man is saying look this is how i exercise this is intentional living this is not just it doesn't just happen i exercise myself to always have a conscience void of offense toward god and toward men praise the lord so that covers the subject of purity now i can take an hour and preach on each of these or teach i want to preach teach on each of these attributes but today because we are in this confined time i will just go through them very quickly i'm going to move on to number two now keep in mind our text from james chapter three that says the wisdom that is from above is first pure does anybody remember what the next one would be and then what peaceable now that's a memory verse I want you to memorize that. It's a Bible class. <laughs> you know, we haven't done this in a long time. It's a Bible class. So we have a memory verse today. Can you go back to James chapter 3? You know, memory verse, as we're going along here, just memorize it. You know, let's go back to James chapter 3. We started at verse 13. Is there anybody there in the back? James chapter 3 okay but the wisdom let's read it together in king james king james is our official version in this church by the way all right let's read it together but the wisdom that is from above is first pure then peaceable gentle and easy to be entreated full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy james chapter 3 and verse 17 now when you do a memory verse you say the text and then you say the reference 
I saw how many verses are done. It's been a long time many of you went to Sunday school. <laughs> because you're all grown now. This is adult Sunday school this morning. Memory verse. You need to memorize this James chapter 3 verse 17. So the next one is peaceable. So let's talk about peaceable. Matthew chapter 5 verse 9. We're going to, you know, oscillate between this Matthew 5 thing that Jesus preached and some other scriptures. So back to Matthew 5, the so-called Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the what? Peacemakers. For they shall be called the children of God. So, you know, for each one of these attributes that Jesus was talking about, it actually carries some special acknowledgement and blessing from God. Now, when Jesus is saying blessed, he's not talking about the blessing of man. <laughs> he's talking about the blessing of God. You know, God will acknowledge you and people too as a child of God when you are a peacemaker. Praise God. Now, so this wisdom is peaceable. Peaceable. Let's look at some other scriptures that talk about peace. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14. Hebrews 12 and 14. It says, look. Follow peace with all men. And what holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Now, we're not talking about the holiness part today. I'm bringing out the first part. Follow peace with all men. All is what? All. Now, does all mean only the people that you like? All means all. Whether you like them or you don't like them. Whether they like you or they don't like you. All means all. Follow that with all men. Now, let's look at the fruit of the spirit which is in galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. let's turn to that quickly it also covers some of these things that we're going to be talking about today but the fruit of the spirit is what hello love joy and peace and love suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith next verse and Meekness and temperance, you know, those are the attributes of the fruit of the Spirit. Now, it's not fruits as in plural. No, it is singular. Fruit of the Spirit. These are all the various attributes of the same fruit. Inside that, it talks about, if you go back to just the previous verse, go back to verse 22 of Galatians 5. It talks about, you know, the fruit of the spirit being love joy and peace peace now some people think that peace just means that your own peace only no we've already read that here in the last verse we read hebrews 12 and 14. follow peace with all men so it's not just your own peace <laughs> you know it's peace within and peace without hello peace within and peace without now let's read it again in uh, sec, i mean first peter chapter 3 verses 10 and 11. first peter 3 10 and 11. first peter 3 10 and 11. for he that will love life and see good days so if you love life 
And if you see good days, you want to see good days. Well, these are some requirements. Refrain your tongue from evil. And this tongue can no man think. Refrain your tongue from evil and your lips that they speak no God. But remember, whatever you speak comes from the heart. Hello? When they told Jesus, why are your disciples eating with unclean hands? They don't wash their hands. <laughs> Jesus said, wash their hands. That, that does not defile a man. What defiles a man is what comes out of their heart. You know? Out of their heart comes adulteries and all these other things. So, verse 11 of First Peter chapter 3. Let him eschew evil. Now, this is somebody who loves life. You know, if you love life and you want to see good days, giving you the things to do, let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. I know King James says ensue, but it means pursue. Seek peace and pursue it. Hallelujah. Don't just say, well, you know, I want peace, but they don't want peace. Pursue peace. Praise God. Well, in as much as it's lies within you, live peaceably with all men. Praise God. Hello? Praise God. Alright, let me move on quickly. Let me move on quickly. I want to talk about the next one which is gentle. Remember, it's first pure, it's peaceable, then it is gentle. You know. So let's look about gentle. Also in verse... Uh, in the Galatians 5, the scripture about the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22 that we read, one of the attributes there is gentleness. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. You know, so you see how the wisdom is intertwined with the fruit of the Spirit. Intertwined. You, can't, you, can't, you just can't get away from it. You know. Now, Second Peter. Sorry, Second Timothy chapter two and verse twenty-four. Second Timothy chapter two, verse twenty-four. Read that quickly. It says, "And the servant of the Lord must not strive." Amen. Don't strive. Striving means. You know, fighting, competing, and all. No. The strava of the Lord must not strive. You know, the Bible says in First Corinthians, those that strive for masteries, they are temperate in all things. That word strive there means compete. You know, a servant of the Lord must not compete. You know, but it must be gentle. And it must not be a brawler. It must not be fighting, argumentative, and all that kind of wild spirit. You know apt to teach and patience so we see that now moving along quickly it is also easy to be entreated easy to be entreated what does it mean to be easy to be entreated well it means as a soft heart it's compassionate you know it extends grace and it's gracious you know, Jesus told a story in Matthew chapter 18. The one he used to illustrate forgiveness. 
So you, you know, you can read it in Matthew 20, 18, 23 to 27. You know, Matthew 18, 23 to 27. The story, as you know, a servant that owed so much, like 10,000 talents, you know, when he couldn't pay, he entreated his master, please have mercy on me and I will pay. <laughs> and the master was easy to be entreated. The master had compassion on him because he was gracious and he extended grace unto the guy because they asked of him. But this same servant, of course, turned around and was wicked. You know the story. Now, so easy to be entreated means, you know, you have compassion. When somebody desires grace of you, desires mercy of you, you know, or even in this case, forgiveness, <laughs> you know. Please, forgive me, have mercy on me, give me time. It was easy to be included. In fact, the master did not even argue, saying, why should I give you time? You've had all this time in the world to do it. No, he didn't say that. The moment the guy just asked for that extension, man said, okay, that's easy to be entreated. How many of you are still with me? Amen. Easy to be entreated. The moment the guy asked, that's all right, you know. That's all right, you know. Take your time, you know. That's grace, extended grace to me. That's easy to be entreated. Well, as we are going along with these attributes, think of the opposite of these things, you know. We're talking about the good side, but think about the opposite as well. Let me move on to the next one. It's merciful and full of good fruits. Merciful. Well, that also goes with the compassionate that we we're talking about. You know, you'll see that also in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Is there. It's called goodness. Good fruits. Goodness. Just showing good. Did you know that in, in, in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, the Bible says that how God anointed Christ Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing what? Doing good. That doing good was not part of the healing. Because doing good, command, and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. So the doing good part was just doing good. Hallelujah. Praise God. So just do good. You know, do good. The scripture says do good you know, unto all men, especially those who are the house of faith, but unto all men. You know, so goodness is actually a part of the of the spirit but it's an attribute of wisdom full of good fruits now remember i saying that the wisdom that is above this is how the wisdom from above operates it operates with these attributes okay let's read matthew chapter 5 verse 7 remember i said we'll be going back and forth to the salmon on the mount matthew 5 and 7 says you know blessed are the who blessed are the merciful why for they shall obtain mercy this is so powerful and you know many of us learned this sermon on the mount when we were kids but now we have forgotten these teachings that are so vital look if you want mercy from the lord you yourself be merciful amen and if you are merciful, you will obtain mercy. 
It, it's just like that. You will obtain mercy. Praise God. If you are facing a situation that requires mercy from the Lord, <laughs> you know, all you need to do is make sure that you yourself are being merciful. And it is automatic. If you are merciful, you also will obtain mercy. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Merciful also means somebody that is kind. You know, they are caring. And they are an encourager. That's the merciful and good fruits. They are the encourager. They want to bring forth good. They see good out of everybody. You know, and they want to bring forth even more good. You know, they are not a downer. They're not, you know, they don't put people down. You know, but they encourage people. They see good fruits in them. Want them to be better. Praise God. Without partiality. Without partiality. James chapter 2. Verses 1 to 4. It gives a very critical lesson here. James chapter 2 verses 1 to 4. Say, my brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ with respect of persons. That's partiality. Let's go on to verse 2. You'll see in a minute. Respect of persons is the same as partiality. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring in goodly apparel, and there come also a poor man in vile raiment, and you say to the rich man, you have respect unto him, you say unto him, sit down here in a good place, we have a seat reserved for you. And then you say to the poor, sit down under my foot here or in this ugly place, you know, and so forth. He says in verse 4, he says, Are ye then not partial? The wisdom from above is without partiality. Hallelujah. Now, you say gold ring and all. No, maybe it doesn't have to be. But here's, let me break it down. If we see people coming into our fellowship here, and we already know that they are doctors, they are this, maybe senator, I mean real senator, not just the one we joke about. You know, maybe they are this and that and so on. You know, then the tendency is, when they come, we meet them at the door, shake their hand, give them a nice seat. This is what the scripture says. But if somebody came out from the street in ragged clothes, like a homeless person, what are we going to do? <laughs> we don't even give them place to sit down. You know, I remember when we used to bring the homeless to our church services years ago when we first started. Some people were even offended. They said they stink. They smell. And some people stopped coming. Amen. <laughs> you have partiality when you behave like that. When you see somebody that is dressed really nice, that is polished, that speaks very well, and then you think, okay, well, because of that, we're going to honor them. And then you see somebody that is dressed poorly, that doesn't speak so well, doesn't look so well, doesn't smell so well, you know, then you treat them horribly. The Bible says, are ye not then become partial and become judges of evil thoughts? And wait until we talk about those seven pillars of wisdom. You know, but today we're just talking about attributes. So without partiality, you do all these things without partiality. Listen to Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 15. This is where this principle actually came from. The principle that James was writing on here. Go back to Leviticus chapter 19 verse 
15 is where it came from ye shall do no unrighteousness in judgment you shall have no respect you know thou shalt not respect the person of the poor and honor the person of the mighty righteousness shall thou judge your neighbor they don't do things differently don't treat the poor one way the mighty the honorable a different way and so forth you know you know it's actually called unrighteousness in this verse you know so it is called unrighteousness so let's take note of that first timothy chapter 5 and verse 21 first timothy 5 and 21 i charge thee before god and the lord jesus christ and the elect angels that thou observe these things thou preferring one before another doing nothing by partiality partiality also includes you know pick and choose which part of the word of god you want to align yourself with that's what paul is saying to timothy here you know keep all these things observe all these things that i'm writing to you don't divide them and say okay this one yes you know this one aligns with our dogma and our creed in our church this one doesn't align you know doing these things by partiality you know that's not the wisdom from above amen the wisdom from above is without what partiality and you say with me the wisdom from above is without partiality okay. let me move on i mean i mean circle back around to some of these in a few minutes the next one is in the wisdom from above is without hypocrisy hypocrisy now we've covered six and this is number seven you can count them yourself you know first one was pure it's first pure second one was peaceable third one was gentle four is easy to be entreated right number five was is merciful and full of good fruits number six is without partiality and number seven is without hypocrisy so i'm going to talk about the hypocrisy part now hypocrisy it was something that jesus condemned throughout the time that he was here in his earthly ministry he told the disciples beware of the leaven of the pharisees the disciples thought it was because they took no bread jesus said no because you didn't take bread didn't you remember the five thousand and the five fishes and two loaves how many you took up or five loaves and two fishes and then the four thousand and how many baskets you took up said, no it's not that beware of the hypocrisy of the pharisees hallelujah there are also modern day pharisees i want to talk about modern day pharisees for just a minute but here's where jesus here's how jesus broke it down and let's unpack it together matthew chapter 23 let's read verses 25 to 28 now this is jesus exposing the hypocrisy of the pharisees woe unto you now in, in another place in matthew chapter 5 he said blessed are ye <laughs> in this place he said woe unto you so this is really bad how many of you are still with me how many of you would agree now this is a bible study how many of you would agree that if you put these two things on a spectrum Blessed are ye when you do these things will be way on this side and want you will be on this other side. Want you is really bad. 
Hello? Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. And he's going to explain what hypocrisy means. For ye may clean the outside of the vessel, the cup and the platter. You know, it's like you have this, you know, teacup and the plate behind it. We have even these platters too. They're using these events today. They have these you know, platters and stuff. You make all those clean. You make the vessel clean. But inside, you are full of extortion and excess. Well, that's not all. He went on to explain more. Verse 26. He said, look. You are blind. You know. They cause them even blind. You blind Pharisees. Cleanse first. Remember I called them hypocrites. Cleanse for that which is within the vessel. Within the cup and the platter. That the outside also may be clean. And if that's not enough, listen to your next verse. Woe unto you scribes and Pharisees. Hypocrites. For you are like whited sepulchres. That's graves. You ever been to a funeral service? See all those graves. You know, some of them even have headstone, flowers. They can put all kinds of wonderful-looking things inside. But what's inside those graves? <laughs> Hello. What is inside those graves? You know, he said, "Look, you are like whited sepulchres. They painted it white. They made it look beautiful on the outside, but inside." You know, he said, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but within, inside, there are dead men's bones and full of uncleanness. This is hypocrisy, guys. When you want to look more pious, when you want to look more righteous than others on the outside for the praise of men, but inside, full of dead men's bones. Jesus gave a parable in Luke chapter 18. Let's read it from verse 9. Luke chapter 18. Verse 9. He spared this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. So there are two things here. These people, group of people, Trust in themselves that they are righteous, holier than thou, and despise others. Read the next verse, verse 10. You know, let me paraphrase the next verse soon, but we're not moving quickly enough. Two men went up to pray. One was a Pharisee, this Pharisee, which he already called hypocrite. The other one was a publican. Look at how the Pharisee prayed. Next verse. A Pharisee stood and prayed us within himself <laughs> you know i mean he's like stretching his stuff my lord you know i fast twice a day or twice a week i do this i do that you know i mean i'm not even like other men i'm not even like that publican over there i'm not like that sinner over there because you know i do all this good stuff you know i'm not like other men remember the reason he told you that people who thought they were righteous and despised others that's hypocrisy because if you are righteous you are righteous only by the righteousness of god hallelujah that's right you know you were never righteous by yourself no way you could do it 
Now, so, and look at how the so-called publican and sinner, you know, he said, look, I'm not like other men, I'm not extortious, I'm not unjust, I'm not an adulterer, I'm not even like this publican over here. <laughs> and that's how he prayed. God didn't argue with him that you know, he didn't do all these things. Look at the next verse. The next verse, please. Verse 12. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all I possess. Next verse. So, that's how he prayed. I fast all the time. You know, I pray all the time. You know, so, do you know that Jesus even accused the Pharisees? Because they like to wear their long phylacteries. They like to stand in the corners of the streets, praise, you know, do all kinds. Do you know, we have modern day Pharisees today. They like to pray so that people can know that they are good prayers. That they are, they can pray. You know, let me tell you something right now. The ministry, just so people know that I'm not knocking that. The ministry of prayers and the ministry of intercession in particular. It is the greatest ministry in the church. The ministry of intercession. But it is the most looked down upon because it's not in public. Because <laughs> they don't get their claim. They don't get to stand on the pulpit like myself here and hold the mic. They do their business in the closet. Hallelujah. You know why that ministry is so powerful? Because till today... Jesus is still carrying on that ministry. The Bible says forever making intercession. He's not a high priest that can go in only once a year. No, he's a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. And he, his priesthood never diminishes. And he is always making intercession. Till today, he's still in the ministry of intercession. Hallelujah, somebody. I don't have time to go into all that, but... You know, standing in the street corners, wanting to be known. That you know, the Bible says, "Look, for a pretense, they do all these long prayers, but behind they devour widows' houses and do all these things, and then they come out and show that they can pray." But meanwhile, they are doing all these horrible things. That's hypocrisy. Now, hypocrisy can also be more subtle. <laughs> you know, hypocrisy in general is a show of self-righteousness and despising others when you think that you are more righteous than others look down on others did you know that in the parable that jesus told in luke chapter 10 how many of you know the parable that's in luke chapter 10 bible study we call it the parable of what the good samaritan did you know that the self-righteous clergy who are the levites and the priests they were full of self-righteousness they looked at the wounded man and they left him wounded how many of you ever thought why they left him wounded <laughs> this man the bible said the man went from jerusalem to jericho and they, these people came along and said why did you leave jerusalem the house of god to be traveling down to jericho you fell among thieves, good for you already. That's right. Full of piousness, full of themselves, full of self-righteousness. The Levites and priests, 
You know what a priest is supposed to be doing? You know, my goodness. And these people so full of themselves, they left this man wounded there. <laughs> you know. But they were so full of themselves, they think they were better than him. You should not have left Jericho, I mean Jerusalem, to be going down to Jericho. What were you doing there? In the first place. Good for you. <laughs> you know, they did not have, they were not full of mercy. They were not full of compassion. They were not full of good fruits. But the wisdom that's from above came from a total stranger. Came down from his horse. Sometimes you need to come down from your high horse. Amen. Amen. You need to come down from your high horse. Jonah was on his high horse. He didn't even want God to save the people of Nineveh. He told God in Jonah chapter 4 verses 1. I, look, I know that you are a good God. And if people cry unto you, you will forgive them. But I don't want them to be forgiven because they are wicked. Therefore, I ran from your, your, your presence. <laughs> Can you imagine? A prophet already. He wanted people to be forgiven. He was self-righteous. He was full of self, you know, indignation. Righteous indignation within himself. These wicked people, they should die. <laughs> and God said, well, we'll see about that. And even when he went to preach, he did not have compassion. Just listen to his message. Go and read Jonah's preaching. Yet 40 days, and this city shall be destroyed. <laughs> There was no compassion, even in the preaching. But God took it and turned it around. Hallelujah. Whether you preach it out of spite or not, God will use it. Amen. Paul said it. Some people preach out of spite. Some people preach to add to my bones. But nevertheless, the gospel is preached. So nevertheless, God took that message and hit the heart of the king. king gave a decree to everybody. Everybody started fasting. God turned it around. Amen. Praise the Lord. But, you know, and Jonah, you know, he's running away from God. He was actually demonstrating hypocrisy because God showed it to him. You know, after he did all of that, God brought up a, something to guard, they call it, to give him shade. You know, and then God destroyed it. And he was angry <laughs> that God destroyed that thing. And, you know, and God is telling him, that's hypocrisy right there. You know. Hypocrisy can be subtle, it can come in many ways. Praise the Lord. So what, let's wrap it up here. Summary of what we have talked about today. Today's lesson was the seven attributes of what? Wisdom. Next time it will be the seven pillars of wisdom. And you don't, you don't want to miss that. You know. Today was the seven attributes of wisdom. And if you can align yourself with these attributes, align yourself with these attributes, then your mind can become more and more regenerated, becomes more and more like the mind of Christ. We're going to pray some prayer here this morning. But before we pray, I want to just... Let's go to our memory verse again. James chapter 3 and verse 17. Can you put that up again? That's our memory verse. James chapter 3 verse 17. And the next time I preach on the 
pillars of wisdom. And maybe I ask you to recite the memory verse. <laughs> so this is a memory verse. Let's read it again together. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle, and easy to be entreated. It is full of mercy and good fruit. It's without partiality and without hypocrisy. Praise the Lord. So we covered those scriptures really rather quickly on account of time. But this kind of teaching is actually Bible study teaching. Where you do digging deep, you take time, you ask questions, and you answer questions with scriptures. But we don't have time to do that today. You know, because we're already past the hour where we usually try to close between 12 and a quarter past. You know, so going to leave it there today but go back you can go back and listen to the message again when it is published uh, it will be on the website later on today we thank brother Kolako for doing that and listen to it again and go back and research those scriptures but right now I want us to stand to our feet I want us to pray. Our prayer today, and I was praying this for myself last night. Our prayer today is, Lord, fill my heart with the true wisdom that is from above. Not the wisdom that is fleshy, sensual, and even devilish. No, I don't want any part of that. But I want the wisdom that is from above. I want you to begin to pray. Let's go into prayer for a few minutes. Everybody, open your mouth and begin to pray. People have forgotten how to do prayer meetings. A lot of people don't attend our prayer meetings when we do them. So people have forgotten to pray. In a prayer meeting, you are not silent. Oh. <laughs> you are praying. You are not praying in your mind. You are praying with your mouth. That's right. You know, Jesus said, I mean, the word of God says, while you are yet speaking, I will answer. Not thinking about it. Be praying. Lord. Let everybody say, Lord. Fill me, fill my heart with this wisdom that is from above. That I may indeed express these attributes of God. Have purity in my heart. That's right. To be peaceable. To be gentle. To be easy. To be entreated to be merciful to be full of all good fruits to be without partiality and to be without hypocrisy blessed be the name of the lord 
Romans chapter 12, verse 18. I skipped this verse somehow when I was talking about peaceable. Romans 12 and 18. Bible study. Anybody knows what it says? Romans 12 and 18. Are you in the back? I can put it up so we can see. What does it say? Live peaceably with some men. Live peaceably with all the brothers. Live peaceably with all the believers. In as much as he lieth within you, pursue peace. We read in another scripture, but I somehow skipped over this one. Live peaceably with all men. Now we're going to pray again together. Lift up your hands and let's pray. You know, Jesus said something. He said, look, or the Bible also says that every word of God is pure. But Jesus said also that, look, you know, we shall not live by bread alone. When the devil was accusing or trying to tempt him, he quoted the same scripture. We shall live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You know, so don't think that unless we come out here and, and preach about 2022 is the defining year and the miracles and open doors and all these things we have, which we have preached. <laughs> don't think that that's the only kind of preaching. Paul said, I shun not to declare unto you the full counsel of God. The full counsel of God. And this is important. These attributes that I have shown today, these are the attributes of wisdom that make us more like God. When we talk about the pillars, you will see how those things help you in your natural life. But we're talking about the attributes that make you more like God. That's what we are talking about today. So lift up your hands and pray again. Make me more like God. Hallelujah. Make me more like you. The Bible says that this is our destiny. God has predestined that we will be conformed to the image of his son. Make me more like the Christ. Help me, Lord, to have purity in my heart, to have clean hands, to not have guile in my mouth, that I may ascend into the hill of the Almighty. Teach me, Lord, to be a peacemaker so that I be called the child of God. Pray these prayers. Teach me, Lord, to be merciful so that I myself may receive mercy. Teach me that my heart may be pure so that I may see God. Blessed are the pure in heart. But they shall see God. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise and glory for today's lesson. And we thank you. And we honor you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And if you enjoyed that, put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you this morning.